Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 327. And today I'm going to talk about a topic that a couple of friends have asked me to cover uh, recently. And uh, I haven't really done a podcast on this. I did do an episode last year around this time with uh, my friend Alyssa Carpenter on her show. I'll have it linked in the write-up. But today I'm going to talk about a little bit about investing. So let's start out part one. I'm going to talk about money principles. And as a disclaimer, I'm not going to give specific investment advice. I'm not going to tell you you should do something or not do something. I'm going to give you just a general framework and a little bit of my philosophy. Always be wary of investment advice, and I'm not going to use specific stocks or um, uh, bonds or funds or anything like that. I'm not going to mention anything like that. So let's talk about money principles, and I always think it's a good idea. Make sure you have a clear picture of your budget, whether it's by month, by week, by day. Uh, have that picture of where your money's going and where it's coming in and really have that picture of what I call the inflows and the outflows. The money that's coming in, it could be your paycheck, it could be money that you're making from a side hustle or something else. And then the outflows, obviously your expenses. Your goal really should be to minimize the latter, those outflows, and increase the the former, the inflows. And part of that may be budgeting, it may be cutting expenses, and part of that may be taking on an extra job or a side hustle. But do that audit, and from there, build some goals. What are your goals uh, with increasing your wealth? And that should be a goal. I think it's a sound goal for everyone to have is I want to increase uh, my wealth. Maybe I need some extra money for a rainy day just in case of an emergency. Maybe I'm saving up for a big purchase like a house or my kid's college education. Uh, Maybe I want to pay down some debt or I'm looking at making my life easier down the road and maybe retiring a little bit earlier. So look at that and that really starts with today having a clear snapshot of your financial situation. And I know it can get complex, especially with so many responsibilities, depending on what you have going on. Uh, it, It can be complex, but it's a worthwhile exercise. It's worthwhile setting aside time to do that. Just like you manage your physical health, you want to be able to manage your financial health. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some things that people do with their money. So one thing that uh, has been kind of the traditional old school way of saving is what they call put it in a mattress, quote unquote, used to be in the old days. If you wanted to save money, you just stuffed it into your mattress. These days, it might be in a shoe box. It might be in a safety deposit box in your in your home, a lock box or somewhere like that. And, you know, sometimes people do this because uh, they're they want to have that extra cushion in case something goes wrong where there's an emergency. There's nothing wrong with that. However, keep in mind That can be a little risky as well in case, let's say, there's a fire that happens, heaven forbid, or someone robs your home, you could risk losing that money. So let's say the next level up from there might be putting it in a bank account or a savings account. And uh, if you do that, you have the benefit of not only having your money in a secure place, but if it's in a savings or interest-bearing account, you're even earning a little bit of money for putting your trust into that bank. 
maybe you're a little more adventurous, a little more aggressive. You want to actually have your money work for you, so you want to invest it. Now, there are many different ways you can approach investing. I'm not going to have time to cover them all. I'll give you a brief overview of some of them. One way you can invest is to invest in the government, invest in treasury instruments such as bonds or treasury bills. The benefit, especially if you're investing in U.S. Treasury bills or, or bonds or other instruments, is that they're pretty secure. They're safe. Uh, you're, you're not going to, the you're, it, chances are good you're not going to lose that money, and you're going to earn some interest from that as well. You're not going to earn a lot, so it, it's not going to be a, a, you know, a huge way for you to make money unless you're putting a lot and you, have, you happen to have a lot of money that you're putting into uh, treasury instruments or U.S.-backed instruments. However, you will earn something, and that's part of your money working for you. If you have a job, maybe you have a 401k plan or a pension plan, where if you're lucky, you might have both, in which you can allocate part of your paycheck, and that's going to go towards building uh, a nest egg for you over the years. And then when you retire, you'll have um, you'll have a, a nest egg that will help you in your golden years. And with both, you may have a designated point person, you may have a financial services firm that you work with, and that's something that your HR department can cover with you. And that's something that you might want to do some research or explore on your own. If you work for a smaller employer where you're self-employed, you may not have the option of a 401k or a pension plan. So you might want to talk to an investment advisor, have someone work with you. Just like you go to the doctor, you can work with an investment professional and they can take work with you, take a holistic look at where you are financially and help you manage your money and put it away so that you can start building uh, towards the future. Now, a perception about that is that uh, there's this perception that I can't get an investment advisor. They're only for rich people. Actually, they're investment advisors for all levels. So do your research, do your homework. Uh, There are a lot out there, so you might see that as a great option. And uh, the other option, and I'm going to spend the rest of the episode talking about this, is maybe you want to manage it yourself. Now, that's going to require more of your time. That's going to require more of your due diligence and you maintaining it in, in terms of keeping up to date with information. And specifically what I'm going to talk about today, there are a lot of different uh, instruments you can invest in. I'm not going to cover them all. I will talk about one very briefly, index funds. So let's say you want to invest but you don't have the risk tolerance of following or investing in a specific stock or the ups and downs of the market. Index funds uh, tend to match the market. Basically, an index fund or mutual fund will be just a collection, a conglomeration of many different stocks, and you can get ones that match the market that have lower risk during those times where the market dips uh, and uh, is more of a steady instrument that you're going to invest in uh, regularly, whether it's uh, weekly or monthly or semi-annually, whatever the period may be. And over time, your goal is the same as if you had a 401k where pension plan is to build that wealth towards the future. You can also pick individual stocks. Now, keep in mind, and you may see this a lot, especially recently, that there's a certain attraction to uh, investing in the stock market. And, uh, you know, the two kind of uh, prevailing schools of thought that I hear from people who are not invested in the stock market, uh, one is, uh, well, it's like gambling. It's like going to a casino. I I just don't want to touch it. The other is, 
While only very rich people or hedge funds make money off the stock market, individual investors can't. There are elements of truth in both statements. Investing in the market is a risk-bearing activity. There is risk involved with it. And it is true that the more money you have to invest in the market, the more you'll be able to take advantage of certain opportunities. However, I don't think either statement to its extreme is necessarily true. I think you can invest in the market. There are many ways to do it, and you can do so in a way that is sensible that will help you build towards your future goals, whether it's to build the nest egg, or maybe you're saving for a big purchase like investing in a house or paying down debt or investing in your college's, uh, your kid's uh, college education. So let's talk a little bit about investing. Again, I'm just going to give you a very general overview. There are many ways to approach it, but I will share one way that I think uh, that I take when it comes to individual stocks or looking at individual investments. And um, uh, an investment uh, professional whose work that I've read uh, recently and He's got a lot of great books out there, and I've listened to a couple of his audio books, is Peter Lynch. He was uh, uh, an investor. He did very well in the 80s and 90s. That was his heyday. He's since retired now. But he had a very interesting way of looking at investments. He started out with this simple proposition of look at where you shop or look at where you put your dollars. Is there a particular store that you love? And in today's case, it might be an online service that you order from. Look at your favorite companies. Are they publicly traded? If they are, then that's a starting point. You already know something about this company because you are a customer, you're a consumer. Maybe you had a great experience from them. Maybe you see over the years that they provide consistently great service, or maybe uh, they're, uh, they're experts at fast delivery, we're finding you a great deal. If they're publicly traded, that means that there's a lot of information that's already out there that you can research. Everything from the company's financials. How big is the company? How did they do this year? How did they do last year? Are they making money? Are they in debt? That sort of thing. You can look at their balance sheets. Every publicly traded company needs to file paperwork with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and that information is uh, publicly available. You can research their filings. And again, get you can look at their quarterly filings. You can look at their other filings to see how that company is doing financially. Look at, broadly speaking, and this is where I think being an investor forces you to be a little more up-to-date with what's going on in the world, everything from what the market is doing to what the economy is doing to what's going on in the nation, in the world. We've been in a pandemic over the last year and almost a year and a half. That obviously has had a huge impact not only on our day-to-day lives, but on the economy, the market, the stock market. Uh, national and global events. So all of those things really, really compound to impact how a, a particular stock is doing or how a particular industry is doing. Once you've done your due diligence, uh, you know, I recommend before you invest anything, if you want to try out investing, there are a lot of simulators out there, and uh, I think there are mobile, free mobile apps that allow you to do this, probably websites as well. I haven't looked at all of them. Uh, if you are familiar with uh, the trading app Webull, Webull has a section called Paper Trades where they basically give you a pot of 
play money or monopoly money or game money where you can try out uh, investing without risking your own money. And I actually think that's a good way to start. I think that could be really interesting. The uh, When I was uh, back when I was in uh, uh, college, what I would do is I would just open the newspaper and follow different stocks and then I'd open up a spreadsheet and just kind of keep track of it. I had a I would say let's say I'm investing $1000 in a particular company, I would track that company. These days you've got apps and you've got sophisticated platforms where you can do this as a real like as close to the real thing as possible without investing your own money. I think it's a good idea to do that and look at how you're researching what to invest in, look at how you're making those investment decisions and get some practice, get comfortable with it. And don't feel like I've got to do this right away. Don't be driven. I'm going to suggest that it's not a good idea to make any sort of big decision, big life decision, investment decision based off of emotion, based off of uh, FOMO or anything like that. Do your homework And remember, there's always opportunities to buy or invest in a company. Stocks go up and down all the time. The market may have a great day today. It may have a really bad day tomorrow. There's always opportunities. And remember that you may have heard that old adage, buy low, sell high. You're looking for those opportunities where maybe the the stock is down on a particular day. It might not have anything to do with the company. And that's kind of the crazy thing about this. Whether a stock goes up or down sometimes has nothing to do with what's going on with the company. The company may be doing very well. It may have had a really good quarter. It may be beating its sales targets, all this great stuff. And yet the stock may be going down on a particular day. There may be a myriad of reasons why. And that might be a great opportunity for you to buy that stock at a discount. If you want to invest in the market, you can work with a professional. Again, I talked about this earlier. You can talk to an investment advisor. Maybe you want to work with someone who will help guide you make sound decisions. That can be a good way to do it. Often, you will pay a fee for that service, but that that fee can be worth it if it helps you, if it takes the heavy lifting off of you and you know, you're working with someone, do your homework on investment advisors as well. Maybe uh, see if you have any sound recommendations from close family or close friends, but obviously do your own homework. You should be able to find enough information out there to make a decision and talk to them. Just like if you're buying a car or if you're looking at health insurance, you want to make a sound decision. You can invest yourself as well. And that has become a very popular thing, especially over the last, I'd say several years. You have apps like Robinhood and Webull and many others, and even brokerages are now moving towards fee-free trading. And in the old days, if you wanted to buy stock or sell stock, you had to pay a lot of fees for that, sometimes pretty hefty. But nowadays, um, there are many avenues to investing. Now, when it comes to investing in stock or or uh, an ETF or a fund, uh, you know, one way you can approach it is that Maybe you have a certain amount of money you're putting away a little bit, maybe uh, you know five, twenty dollars a week or a month. You can do with a lot of platforms and do your research and see if this is available. Something called fractional investing, where you're buying a portion of a stock. So maybe a stock that you're really interested in from a company is over a thousand dollars a share. You might not have a thousand dollars to buy a whole share. 
But if you're in, if you're putting away, let's say five dollars a week or five dollars a month into your your brokerage account, you can buy a small portion of that, and over time, you can build up your portfolio, and that can be a way to do it. Just dip the toe in the water and do this gradually. The benefit of I think fractional investing is that you de-risk a lot of the ups and downs of the market by doing this because some days you'll you'll buy the market may be up other days it might be down but you're just kind of averaging it out and you're putting a small amount every week or every month and you're just gradually building up your portfolio and what that does is it averages out your cost basis so that you're not getting a particular stock that's too expensive uh and 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 you know, really that's your goal. So you want to get a good price. Think of it as just kind of like trying to get a good sale uh, of a particular item. You know, you you want to be able to buy on those days where you're getting a good price because it's that's what it is. It's a market and prices go up and down. The other way you can do this, obviously, is to buy whole shares. And that might involve um, looking at companies where the cost basis is something that you can afford or saving your money so that you can buy a share of that more expensive stock that you're looking at. But there are ways to approach this. Do your research. Do your homework. One of the things that you should know is your own risk tolerance. Uh, again, you may buy a stock. And as soon as you buy it, it may go down. It may go down the next day. Just understand that that stocks go up and down, and the thing to do is just understand that, and and that's why I think it's a good idea to practice with uh, these practice accounts, these paper trades, where you're not using your own money, just to understand the ebbs and flows of the market. Keep up to date with the news and what's going on with the companies that you do invest in, and uh, diversify, diversify if you can. Uh, and one way to do that is by buying different stocks of different companies or buying funds, which is a conglomeration of different stocks. Finally, I'm going to say, always remember that investing also has tax consequences. Work with your CPA, let them know what you're investing in. If you have an accountant, if you do your own taxes, realize that uh, once you do sell those investments, that there are tax consequences, uh, you know, if you gain, as well as uh, benefits or deductions that you may be able to take if you lose off of an investment. But you know, understand that that there are tax consequences with um, investing in the market, just like with anything that you do in which you're building your wealth. So just understand that. Do your research. Do your homework on that. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put links to some resources, some books that uh, I I think are great if you just want to get started or learn about the basics. Uh, I also have affiliate links if you want to sign up for either a Robinhood or Webull account. And this will allow you to get started with some free stock. And I'll get uh, some bonus stock if you do sign up as well. I'm going to conclude with what I started with, which is remember, investing does carry risk with it. You can lose part or all of your money. So do your homework. Be sensible about it. And yes, there is risk. But the more due diligence and homework you do, the more you can make it a sound, practical part of your overall wealth building strategy. The write-up for today's episode will be at bemovingforward.com forward slash blog. It may take a couple of days, but it should be up by early next week. Have a great week, and I'll be back next week.